You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My mindset on you. It's funny that we bring that up, that song, yeah. because mm-hmm. you've got your. Do you mindset remember that video? Me. Do you remember that video for it? Now, are you talking about the remake or the original? No, well, they probably I'm didn't talk- make a music video. I'm talking about the, the 1942 doo-wop version. No, right? the, the the remake, the yeah. George Harrison remake. Yes. Uh, so you remember the video? The guy, there's a guy at a, like one of those arcade crane machines. No, I don't remember this. Wow. Okay. I don't know that I've seen this. Actually. Yeah. So there's a dude at an arcade crane crane machine. He's trying to win a prize. Mm-hmm. The entire video. And that young man is Alexis Denisov. He's one I'm, of the, I know that's supposed to be a big reveal, he's, he's an, but I don't know he's, who that is. He's an actor that's worked with Joss Whedon before. Uh, he played Wesley in uh, in Angel and Buffy. All right. Wesley keep, Wyndham Price. Keep going. And, I have to pull up IMDb Oh, my here. gosh. He was in Much Ado About Nothing. He played the male lead in Joss Whedon's Oh, I love Much that guy. A, Much Ado he's About fantastic. Nothing. He's yeah. fantastic. Yes. Okay, there we go. There you go. What's his name? <laughs> it's Alexis Denisov. So I will remember. He's Allison Hannigan's husband. Mock and remember. Yeah, he's Allison <laughs> Hannigan's husband. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a power couple. Why wasn't Allison Hannigan in uh, in that movie? Then? In Much Ado? Yeah. She's probably busy working on How I Met Your Mother. Oh, that's right. That was still on the air, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. I like that show. I, I love, love that show, and I love how it crossed over with a lot of Whedon stuff. Like. I don't know how that happened, if that was originally deliberate or, or what, but hmm. we ended up getting so much crossover, so much uh, Joss Whedon crossover with that show. Um, it's got to be some connections. Well, the Rainbow Connection. <laughs> Somebody hey, will find it. Speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of arcade cranes, I finally went to that uh, National Video Game Museum. I saw you posted weekend. about it. Yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you been I yet? have not been. No, I've been busy working on this Batman play. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about seeing that on Friday, I man. can't wait for you to see it. How did the, how did the first weekend go? The first, Well, dude, we were talking about you went to the arcade museum. The, yes. The, the, oh, rock, we'll, we'll get the Rock and Roll it. History this Museum. This is more, yeah, but anybody can go there anytime if they live in the DFW oh, area, but... Same thing with your show. Like this is a limited uh, engagement. Uh, so it went well. Opening, <laughs> opening went well. Thank you. Okay. Uh, for the most part, the the tough thing about our show mm-hmm. is that in both times now that we've done it, mm-hmm. it's been a late night presentation. Uh, we've basically, you know, the first time we were asked by the producers of another show, uh, another theater company, to come in and perform this thing, okay. and we came up with like it was a horrible deal. Uh, and they basically got all the ticket proceeds and stuff. We didn't oh, get anything yeah, from the I show. About that. Uh, their show, their main stage show, didn't bring in anybody. Uh, but we sold out. Everybody the came house for the Batman every night that we did it. Mm. And and again, yeah. And I had this talk with Sarah that you know I don't have any illusions that this is a reflection of me. No. and my talent. Well, I mean, a I think bit. that it's more of a. There's a lot of people that fucking like Batman, yeah. and they're like, "What? Who gets I can to go see, it on see stage? a play with Batman and the Joker in it? Fuck yeah." Uh, They're so fantastic. Too, I, I have those guys. no. Yeah, they they do a good job. So I have no illusions. Uh, so this time around, mm-hmm. I'm self producing, but I'm paying another company basically a, a small fee mm-hmm. to sublet the space after they're done with it. Right. That's why it's like a ten forty five. Yeah, show, that's right? that's why. Which and is the perfect time to see a Batman play. By unfortunately, the way. yes, in the middle of the in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. I go walking in this. I go walking. In uh, okay, so. No, the problem with this, though, is that we don't actually, we didn't get into the space like until the night before, or actually what? we got in two nights before that to be able to like focus was it a, dark a little night? to try, the dark, it was the dark night. That, <laughs> Sorry, was, that was very well done. That, that was, was horrible so joke. well done. No, that was good. Uh, so no, we were able to get in like the Thursday before, right. um, 
or, or Wednesday before and work sound cues. I could work the volume and the sound cues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we could also look at the lights we had to work with mm-hmm. and try to focus them as best as we could to like create our own cues out of it. It was a, a bit of a nightmare doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then nightmare. we had our final, like our only dress run, our only dress rehearsal oh, shit. was our final dress rehearsal as well. And that was on Thursday night. The, and we the were night still, before you opened? The night before we opened. Wow, impressive. And we were still trying to like, we were suffering with, with trying to get those lights to work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I figured, I felt pretty good about my sound cues and stuff. I think my sound design is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we have opening night. Mm-hmm. Dress rehearsal too. Dress rehearsal AKA. too, uh, and and so we we had a pretty decent little crowd for it. It was, it was pretty cool. We did the the Indiegogo crowdfunding of for course. it. Uh, we had like a ten day campaign, mm-hmm. and I set like a thousand dollar goal. I'm like, there's no way we're gonna reach this. I'm just I did flexible so that way whatever does get donated mm-hmm. we would get. Uh, we ended up <laughs> we ended up funding this thing to like almost a hundred and fifty percent. Oh my gosh! Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, people donated. People and they're still donating. It's still active. Hell yeah! Uh, and so we've set kind of some stretch goals that aren't like official on the site. But mm-hmm. I was talking with the cast, and I posted this on Facebook as well, and on the event uh, site on Facebook that if we hit the two thousand dollar mark. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and we'll live stream the play oh, on, that'll be fun. on Friday do night a this Periscope week. Periscope or yeah, probably we'll Facebook Live Facebook, now, right? Fa- Facebook Live would be cooler because yeah. then it saves the video. Yes, it does. Uh, but then we're talking like a two-hour long video that's safe. <laughs> they got the bandwidth. <laughs> uh, and then or or doing Periscope that would be fine. Uh, that and if we hit three thousand, we would do an encore weekend and rent out another facility. Mm. The theater we're in is a little bleh, archaic. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't designed for like quick on and offs or you know exits on one side of the stage and then enter the other side oh really there's, isn't that like there's no walk through the basics of have, a yeah. stage yeah there's there's no walk through <laughs> you have to actually go all the way around the building to try to do this oh, fun. so we've had to adjust a lot uh, but i would rent out another space that has those those amenities and do the show again one more time mm-hmm. Um, so no we've been blessed we've had a great a great run a, a so far great response but yeah opening night the actors did fantastic. The actors did really well. Maybe there was one or two times where somebody jumped somebody's cue. Sure. But that's, Happens. I mean, if that's your problems as far as the performance goes, man, you're great. I fudged a, a couple of sound cues <laughs> and I felt horrible about it. Yeah. And from the lighting standpoint, like our light operator is still learning to do stuff. Which knobs do so it. like kind of is still changing things on the fly mm-hmm. at my request. So I'm like, okay, can we put a little more green in there? Can we put a little more blue? Can we add that? Can we fill this a little bit? So, yeah, you know, the the second night worked out a lot better. Everybody cool. was kind of... I'm feeling you know, good about waiting to see the second out. weekend now. The actors, a lot of the actors were fucking stressed and and you were you were feeling it backstage. It takes before that the show. first one to get under your belt and realize, yeah. oh, it's not so bad. People it's, are going to applaud no matter if you fuck up or not. Exactly. And... and I, I guarantee the audience didn't recognize the things that went wrong no, much prob- in the same way you did. Probably not. Yep. Uh, and so uh, Saturday went way better. Nice. Uh, everything ran a little bit more smoothly, and uh, we had an even better house. Uh, we, we've come close to we we come close to selling it out on Saturday. Uh, you know, we were about half full on Friday, but we came or close to selling out on show. Saturday. Or, it just depends on your point of view. <laughs> I'm going to put a glass right here, and you tell me what it is. Please do not spill uh, on the expensive equipment. So, so I'm looking forward to the final two days. Uh, if you do want to come see the show, I do. I love this. It's like 20 minutes of me plugging my my fucking show. <laughs> uh, if you want to see it. Uh, you can go to the Indiegogo site that we have set up for it on Facebook. If you look up The Killing Joke, look up our event or whatever. We have an event set up. Uh, I haven't posted this on our Editing Bay page. I probably should. What? Uh, but Dude, yeah, we've wait, got wait. our Indiegogo campaign. We've been talking about it the last two weeks. I know, right? Where you can you can um, secure a seat. Mm-hmm. 
we can't sell tickets to the show because of copyright laws. Mm, you know, these are somebody gotcha. else's these are donations. Yeah. So don't if you donate, what we could do is guarantee that there'll be a seat for you mm-hmm. beforehand. You can come, you get, come hang out, walk in the door, and just walk in. Admissions free, mm-hmm. but we do suggest a five dollar donation. Yeah. It would be appreciated. Don't be an ass. Uh, Don't be one of those guys. But if you want to donate ahead of time before you get to the theater, go to our Indiegogo site. You can secure a seat there, and we've also got some other perks that are uh, that are pretty great. Uh, Griff donated uh, at our Justice League level, and that <gasps> got him like a prop from the show. Nice. And uh, I was wondering you know, if anybody went that high. Yeah, a, a character named after him in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, nice. it's, it's pretty cool. So cool. We, we've been having a good time with this. So oh, tell exciting. me about this arcade museum. Oh, God. oh yeah. I totally forgot we're talking about that. Um, no, it's it's epic. It's like uh, my dream. Uh, like I, I kind of want to move in there and live there. I, I want to no, be. Really I want to cool. be in you. <laughs> There's just a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of memorabilia, a lot of shit that I didn't realize existed. Yeah, like you know, everybody knows Atari, and Nintendo, and Sega, but there were yeah. so many ColecoVision, ColecoVision, and Television. Well, the, and there was another one that was like kind of a 3D like line drawing thing, and uh, I can't remember what it was called, but mm. it like stood upright, and it was kind of a a precursor to like mobile video gaming. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They it, probably had it there, and I just don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> but they even had, like, a little arcade with about 25 or so, like, the, the, the you know, Pac-Man and Centipede and all that shit that you can play. Uh, tokens only, of course. Uh, no, no, man. Yeah, give it a shot. It's a really cool place. I'd and love that, to. And apparently they're gonna, they're still expanding. It's been a big success. Uh-huh. Was, uh, so it was, it was good times. And then, in Plano, they had the, uh, the Let's Play Gaming Expo over the weekend. Did you know about that? I didn't know that. This is the second year they've done it. It's a big video game thing. I, sw- I swear we'll get to the uh, the movie audience, uh, by the way, um, but um, yeah, it was a big thing. It was like competitions, and um, everybody was playing. Like, was it Super Smash Brothers? I oh, never yeah. got into that one. They've, oh, you have? But it? they had them up on the big it's screen. So and it was fun. a Big tournament. It was a crazy man. A wow. Of, so they were probably Twitch casting that too. They absolutely yeah. were. And a mutual friend of ours, Patrick. I don't know if you know him. Was doing his podcast from there. Nice. And um, yeah, man, it was a good time. I, I picked up some old uh, Atari and some old NES games. For like five, nice. ten bucks. Oh, have you seen? We have the Atari ET game sitting on the I, on on the the fireplace. That's one of the things I just bought. That's awesome. I got it for five dollars. Did it have sand to, on it? Uh, it was it was a little little uh, rougher wear. Yeah, it, it, it had seen some better days. Uh huh. Was that, it the star of many plays? <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut. Smash Sorry. Mouth reference. Was it Smash Mouth? I don't think it was Smash Mouth. No, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember either. I've seen better days. Been the star of many plays. That's cool though. What else did you get? What other games did you? Pick uh, up? I picked up. Uh, I wanted to get all of the Mega Man games, but dude, do you realize how rare those are? I had no idea. No. There was so, I picked up Mega Man Two, and it was thirty bucks. Holy! And shit. that was just the game, no case, no instruction manual or anything. So they were selling the entire set, Mega Man One through Seven, uh-huh. as a set for a thousand dollars. You know what? I'm trying to get my hands on hmm. is Die Hard on the NES. It's I'm, a, a I'm game pretty I, sure they had that. There. I used to have it a while, a long time ago. I used yeah. to have it. Uh, love that game. It's one of the worst games. <laughs> I mean, it's seriously <laughs> it's programmed are. horribly. Well, that was the that was the rule back in the day. If there was a video game based on a movie. 100% chance it was shit. Well, the reason it was shit is because I think it was a little more complicated than people were anticipating it to be. Uh, uh, but what's cool about the game is that there's a lot of stuff that's kind of like time-released. And so it plays a lot like, like the movie, where if you waste too much time, oh. like the terrorists get this or they get that. Like You could beat the game quickly, but you won't get the full movie story to Interesting. it. Interesting. It's really cool. It was, again, it's it's kind, ahead of, of its time. kind of ahead of its time. Uh, and I don't know what happened to my copy. 
but it's gone. And so oh. every once in a while, I'll hop on eBay oh. and look and see. And man, people got it for like two hundred bucks. Like two hundred wow, bucks are best really? offer. And I've gone up like my best offer. I've best offered up to about one hundred and fifty. Oh, and been like, I can I can justify that. It's diehard. I wish it's I would have known. Um, I looked for it for you. Oh, I wish I'd known that thing was going on. But yeah, so so far I have not been able. And and I'm not laying down one hundred and fifty unless I get a complete no. like the game. The little slip, the 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 instruction booklet, and signed the box. by Bruce Willis, signed by Bruce, <laughs> signed by Alan Rickman. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine what that's going but for now? Dated July fourth, twenty sixteen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> can we that make would, that happen? That would be a rare collector's item. That would be so neat uh, to have that Bill and De- Bill and Ted phone booth and go back in time <laughs> just to get Alan Rickman. Uh, speaking of uh, actors. How are you going to segue this? How are you going to segue this? Well, it's very easy, actually. You're talking about Alan Rickman. Alan, Alan Rickman. Passed away at the beginning of 2016. That's and right. we've lost a lot of a lot of fine actors it's this year. It's been a rough year. It has. And, and you know, we talked about this last week. We lost Muhammad Ali. And That's I was right. like, man, I'm surprised we didn't do Ali. We should. Instead, we don't honor Muhammad Ali, one of the <laughs> legendary sports stars of all time, well, groundbreaking, uh, humanitarian. I, I really didn't even want to see the movie. But we're going to bust down and talk about Anton Yelchin. Well, it's it's more true. I mean, the king of reboots. Mahalad- <laughs> Muhammad, Muhammad, Mahalo. Mahalad- Mahalo. <laughs> Muhammad Ali, like, honestly, I kind of thought he was already dead. The greatest of all time. I forgot he was still alive. Yeah. Um, and the last time I'd seen him was what, like the 2004 Olympics where he kind of came up there and was holding the oh. uh, the Olympic torch. Yeah. And I thought he was going to set himself on fire. Yeah. Rest in peace. When the Parkinson's. But, exactly. Um, but um, I, I, when he passed, it was like, oh, okay, you kind of expect it. He's of that age. He's been around a long time. Gave people a lot of uh, stuff to talk back. Uh-huh. Nobody expected uh, this Anthony, especially like this, so young. Like I, I had no, I, I knew I had seen that he had passed away. Yeah. I saw that something like that, something had happened, uh, and I saw a car accident. So I just figured, like, ooh man, he yeah, had another a really, Paul like, Walker, a, yeah, situation, bad right? car accident. And you would text me, and you're like, hey man, just heard about Anton Yelchin. Uh, what do you say we do one of his movies? And so it's just within like the past couple of days where I found out what happened and how fucking senseless it is. Yeah, it was like, just a freak accident. Uh, what they're calling it. And that's exactly what it was. And I'm, I'm sure it happened so quickly. I think uh, uh, from what I'm reading, um, it was a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Which I used to drive at Did one you? point. Yeah. Those things are pieces of S. I've known people who've had them for the last 20 years and th- there's always problems with them. And this one just sounds like a, a design error. Mm-hmm. I guess he thought it was in park and it wasn't. Yeah. He let his foot off the brake. It started rolling down a very steep hill. Yeah. Uh, or his driveway. And I guess he and was like, he had gotten out of the car to like open up a gate or something. I guess. So I don't know if he, he <sighs> got behind it to try to stop it or maybe no, he, got he got caught pinned. up in the wheel. That's what they say. He got pinned. Behind like, it though. It's struck him he got pinned behind it because yeah, it rolled backwards so down maybe his maybe he between... had, he was driving out the driveway thought it was in park walked oh. out to maybe close the gate well or no it said gate. it said it pinned him against him and his uh his mailbox so i'm picturing like it's up on it, oh, it's see, parked I'm, up there i'm it thinking like the mailbox is closer to like the gate and stuff oh, for, for rich people they've got it oh that, no that's what i'm thinking too oh oh you're just inside of it and i'm like, outside of yeah it. Got it. Inside, outside. Blech. Oh, God. Oh, rest in peace. Uh, so in honor oh. of, uh, of a, a really talented actor. Dude, he was great. He's got, he's got a lot of great films he under his belt. He was on his, his way to Oscars and rec- he was going to have a fantastic career. He was kind of, when I would describe him to people, I'd be like, this is like Shia LaBeouf <laughs> when he zigged instead of zagged. If he had his shit together. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like kind of losing his shit, mm-hmm. um, this kid kind of seemed to, at least... On the surface, seem to have his stuff kind of held together. Oh sure. Uh, Listen, but, you can you don't get cast in a in a huge uh, franchise like Star Trek 
if you're uh, if you're like Thomas Jane showing up to the <laughs> set all fucking stoned all the time. Really? Yeah, that's I'm the story sure about a Thomas bunch Jane. of actors that we could think of. That like... I know, but apparently, like is, is Thomas Jane is the one that always pops to mind because like he's a great actor. He's got a good look. Uh-huh. Uh Well, I think uh, maybe great's a strong word. But but, but no one has good in, stories to tell about him when they talk about like movies that they've yeah, worked with Thomas it's Jane. It's always like a bad experience. He, had that, he like, didn't show up. That hung series for a while, right? Oh, that's right. He was on that too. Um, and I just think he's he's. Uh, He's maybe not the most reliable actor, and uh, no. that, that stuff comes into play. But uh, yeah, Anton Yelchin. You know, you know that uh, there was a not too long ago. It was like, well, it's probably been about five, six years at this point. Uh, but I guess he was like a guest at one of the Dallas Comic Cons or whatever. Oh, really? And like after the first one came out, banged a fan. Like was late to one of his panels or whatever. Brought like hooked up with a fan on like Friday night. Oh, are we talking about Thomas Jane? Thomas Jane. Oh, really? <laughs> Yes, sir. That's awesome. Hooked up with a fan, took her back to the hotel room. And do you then, know this fan? Like, is that no, why you I know don't. the story? I don't. I wish no, I did. So it's Maybe all I do, and I just don't know who it is. Interesting. Well, but listen, I know if there you was fucking a, look like Thomas Jane. There was a get... lot of drama. Mm. Mama drama. Just remember there being drama. So this is the Editing Bay on the oh, Next Wave Radio Network. Yes. My name's Joe. <laughs> Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Or sometimes somebody dies and we have to watch a movie that they were Listen, in. we don't have to. I just felt <laughs> and, like we should honor Well, him. we try to be timely. Yes. If there's anything that we suffer at, it's being timely as a podcast well, when I'm like, hey, let's talk about Hot Rod <laughs> uh, or Gross Point Blank. That's a timely movie. Oh, I can't wait to get to that. Yeah. Though. Next week. So, well, I mean, no? if you want to pick something else, you can pick something else. No. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay, okay. Whatever the case may be, we will watch a movie every week and then come back here and dissect it with each other and talk about it. Uh, also with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, yes. who could talk back to us on Facebook. Just type the Editing Bay in the search bar on Facebook, and that'll pop up a woman with the bleeding eyes. You just click on that link, and that'll bring you to our page. And that's where you can write us, talk back to us and stuff. And it's also got links to our social media and all that. Yeah. So this week, mm-hmm. in honor of young Anton Yelchin. Right. Uh, you had this one chambered, too. I did. I thought you'd for sure you'd come back with like one of the Star Trek like Star movies. Trek or... Maybe even the second the one. The Terminator so Salvation movie. Yes. That's, I almost went that direction. But he doesn't have a very large part in that one, if I recall, right? Nah, well, he plays Kyle Reese. Uh, yeah, but he's not in it for the most part, is he? He's, he's in it. Well, well, it takes about a good 30, 40 minutes to get to him, I think, That's if I true. remember correctly. That's true. But then he's in the rest of it. Um, no, we're talking about Fright Night. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I had this one chambered. I, I own this uh, on 3D Blu-ray. Oh, you do have the 3D. Yeah. I had no idea this movie was in 3D until I started watching it. Uh-huh. And then you were like, wow, this looks like it was produced the for 3D. The fucking gratuitous 3D shots all over this film. Oh, <laughs> embers of fire flying in I throw a stone at your head. <laughs> There's even a part where, like, some water splashes up at the screen. I was like, really? Was that necessary? <laughs> it's, it's very obvious they were, that this was this came out, what was it, like 2011? Uh-huh. Right when they were trying yeah. to make the big push. People aren't buying, people aren't going to the movies anymore as a fat Guy chomps a cigar. How are we going to get their asses in the seats? Well, it's Tits all of our movies 3D. In 3D. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen that. and so yeah, you've got a lot of 3D effects that are kind of unnecessary. Mm-hmm. My my favorite unnecessary 3D effect is in Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road. It's the very end when like the fucking steering oh, wheel and yes. shit comes out. And I, I love how that comes across. Like to hear the stories and to and to watch the documentaries about this movie you know that like George Miller was like fuck this 3D shit it was a big shit. fuck you it was a big fuck you it was like the worst most blatant 3D thing and then nothing else in that movie is really 3D. <laughs> it doesn't need it. Uh, and that's why he like came out before the movie came out. He's like, you don't need to watch this in 3D, guys. Oh, was he saying that? Oh, yeah, he absolutely uh-huh. was. Uh, I'm love, sure they love, love him George for that. Miller. Love George Miller. Uh, so, no, yeah, we're watching Fright Night, which is a remake of a movie that came out, I think, in 1980. 
four. That sounds about right. If John I, Carpenter, in, or is this? Um, I'm, I'm not really sure. This was. This I'm up. not sure. Fright Night. The original Fright Night was John Carpenter. I'm not. I, I can't remember. Uh, but they stick to what the basic premise was of the original Fright Night, which is you know a vampire moves in next door yeah. to a kid and uh and he ends up getting this like TV personality and the thing is in uh in the original Fright Night it was kind of like the Al Lewis Grandpa Munster oh yeah is what Peter Vincent was he was kind of like on TV and it's like oh the monster movie of the week uh. or whatever and uh and so in this one our <laughs> Peter Vincent is played by uh uh David Tennant yep. who you might know from Doctor Who mm-hmm. um and he's kind of more of a Chris Angel kind of personality yeah sort of like a David Blaine yeah uh, and so, uh, so yeah, this is, that's in a nutshell, what this movie is, is the, uh, there's a, an awkward boy in high school mm-hmm. and he's just trying to, uh, uh, he's trying to get his, uh, just, just kind of get it, get whatever it is that you try to do in high school. You try, try to, to get balance, your dick wet is what try to, to balance, do. yeah, balance your relationships <laughs> with high school and your friends. But the thing is, he's got a buddy that he was friends with once. Mm-hmm. And then when he kind of. Leaped in station, like he's he's dating this total hot chick in yeah. the school. Emojin Poots. Emojin Poots. Mm-hmm. That name always makes that. So you gotta uh, be hot with a name like that. So the uh, so I guess when he started dating her, he started hanging out with like the cool crowd or whatever, right? And left his buddy Ed mm-hmm. on, on the sideline. Ed played by Christopher Mintz Plassey. I love that guy too, and it's it's. Uh, I will see anything that this guy's in. Mm-hmm. He, he's never going to outlive the McLovin. No. Uh, moniker, unfortunately. Uh, although with this film, he kind of does a little bit. And, and with Kick-Ass, I would say. Um, I don't want to give too much away with that. Oh, well, we're going to spoil the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I am glad you chose this film, Joe, before we get too far into it. Because sure. I, I had been wanting to see this. This has been sitting... Oh, had you not seen this no, before? No, it had been sitting on my hard drive for years uh, when it came out on DVD. I, wow. I copied it over. I was like, I'm going to watch it someday. I heard really good things about it when it came out. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just one of those films where I didn't know anything about the original. I hadn't seen the original. Um, and I'm, I'm picky about my, my horror slash thriller sure. suspense. This is more of a suspense thriller. It is you definitely say? more of a suspense thriller it's movie. Some... It's not really a monster movie. No, it's not torture porn and there's not a lot of gratuitous blood and violence. Well, at least until the end there. Um, so I'd really been looking for an excuse to see it. And when you, when you threw that out there, I was like, yes, this is my chance and a, and a fitting tribute to, mm-hmm. uh, to the, the recently deceased yeah, well, and what's funny is earlier we we kind of compared Anton Yelchin to Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. and there's a lot about this movie that kind of it kind of rings of there's a movie that he uh, that Shia LaBeouf was in called uh, Transformers. No, not, not Transformers. <laughs> what was it called? Was it called like Disturbia? Oh yeah. Where oh yeah. He's like under house arrest. That's right. He has to stay in his house and all this shit. He's you know he starts getting nosy, but then he realizes like the neighbors up to some crazy shit. It's like Rear Window. Yes, a lot like Rear Window. I'm surprised I didn't go with Hitchcock instead of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sorry, horrible. More timely. It's uh, for our younger audience who's maybe not as familiar with But there's oof. they play a little bit on that paranoia at first of mm-hmm. like, oh, is he? The problem was the way that they marketed this movie. Right. You knew that, he, that, that uh, what's his name, uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Is a fucking vampire. Is all over the trailers, and not only, not only the marketing, but the film doesn't really try to conceal that. It's pretty. It, there's never any. Oh, is he or isn't he? You're like, no, that fucking dude's a vampire. That dude's like, a fucking there's vampire. There's no way he's not going. Even if I hadn't seen the trailer, and to be fair, I hadn't seen the trailer in five years since this movie came out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They 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 spoil it immediately, but it's not a. It's not like there's a. 
a big reveal that needs no, to happen. It's the not, mystery is not isn't, a Shyamalan reveal. No, of like, oh fuck, he's is a vampire. He or isn't he? No, yeah. it's like we know he is. We want to see how the story plays out. How mm-hmm. does he convince others? Who else is going to die? Who, yeah. in this in this wake that's mm-hmm. being left. And so that's kind of where the story starts. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, well, we open up on like a, a a kid who's running through his house and like his whole family's been slaughtered. Oh, geez, so... And he climbs under the bed and he finds uh... the gun that's under his dad's mattress. His dad has the keys to the gun in his pocket. Man, reaching into his dead father's pocket. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'd been yeah, I'd been he done was there. taking it pretty uh, pretty well. Uh, but he reaches in, he gets the fucking key, and unlocks the gun, and like boom, boom, it thumps down, and then you see like those. The fucking vampire hands mm-hmm. reach down and get the lock. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is a little terrifying. And then the shot of him as he's slowly dragging his dad's body yes. away in the background. Oh my god! Uh. But that's uh, that's setting up the story that there are kids that are going missing mm-hmm. in this small development community in Nevada. Uh, yeah, I love. Th- there's several aerial shots of the little neighborhood that they live in, and it looks it looks like a fucking matte painting. Like, can this place actually exist? Yeah, like it's, it's in the desert. Uh, and and there's just, just a little square, a one area, block, one road running next to it, and just like dozens of dozens of little houses. Uh huh. Little boxes, which is <laughs> on the hilltop. Little boxes made of turkey, turkey. Little boxes <laughs> on the. Uh, I would love to see. I would love to see a weeds fright night crossover. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So the uh, and and Sarah brought up a good question. She's like, "Where's the school?" Is the school within that block? Because like when you're do- seeing the aerial shot, like it's just nothing for it's miles. All just uh, community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, community. <laughs> there you go, Joel McHale. We'll throw them in too. Uh, so it, it, you've got this this small development community, this neighborhood, and it's in the middle of the desert. And and now we open up on Anton Yelchin and his mom, mm-hmm. uh, played by Tony Collette. Tony Collette, love her from uh, Sixth Sense fame. Yeah, you know she was and the mom. United there. States of Terra. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or Tara. Tara. And she was in Shaft. Was she? <laughs> she was the lady in Shaft that Shaft had to protect at the end. <gasps> oh, She my was gosh. the witness. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. It's easy to forget. Oh. It's Shaft. No, that was a great film. It's a fun film, but you're not going to remember stuff from it. Guys, go back and listen to our Shaft episode from uh, <laughs> 2014. Oh, I mean, <laughs> when we recorded like, it. No, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It feels <laughs> like it was that long ago. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, yeah, so... Tony Collette plays his mom, and they got a pretty good relationship. It's one of those movies where, like, the mom is maybe a little too savvy. She's and like, cool it's a mom. Long... She's cool mom. Mm-hmm. She's recently divorced or widowed? Probably divorced, I, I, yeah. we can imagine. I can't remember. I think it was divorced. Well, I don't know that they ever said, but she doesn't I think. Well, Colin Farrell, I think he alludes to it at one point. Oh, yeah. Where he's talking to... He's talking to Charlie. Well, it was the scene where he he shows up at the door and he's like, "Hey, I brought this girl home. Oh yeah, for a beer. And I don't have a beer. Can you help me out?" <laughs> so creepy. And while he's talking to Charlie, like he, I thought he said something, like he started talking about Charlie's dad. Mm-hmm. I could be mistaking it for another scene completely. Um, but he starts talking about Charlie's dad, and then he starts talking about uh, his girlfriend Amy, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, she's putting it out there, man." He, he goes on this diet, so fucking creepy. And he's like, "Your mom too," and he's like, "Maybe you're not picking up on it, but I'm picking up on it." And then what does he say? He's like, "You need they need to be managed." Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. Manage your they need, women. They need to be. Ma- Can you, I are just you say, man like, enough to do that? I, I love the hell out of Colin Farrell. Dude, in this he's movie. he's great in this. Yeah, he's I, he's really good in this movie. I, I I go back and forth because for every one of these, there's a daredevil. Where he's, Which he wasn't horrible in no, Daredevil. It's just a bad movie. It's just a bad movie. And then there's my, I, I, I liked him in Minority Report, kind of. There's a couple of scenes where I feel like he was 
over-directed. I so I'm not going to blame that on him. Yeah, I, can't do you remember remember, him being, I can't remember him being in... He's he was, the main like cop who was on the trail of Tom Cruise. Is Minority he? Report. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. But he's doing an American accent. I, um, I, I've seen Minority Report <gasps> once. What? In Joe, the theater. I have crumb. not seen it That is since. one of my favorite things. I remember movies. liking it okay. It's, it is way underrated. They made like a TV show of it. I heard about that. Yeah. I have yet to see that. They've also made a TV show of Uncle Buck. No interest. No interest in and either And Lethal of those. Weapon. Or, or Fargo. No interest in that either. Oh, really? I've heard Fargo was actually pretty I hear decent. it's good, too, but it's all, it also has nothing to do with the film. Like, none of the characters are not? the same. Because no, I, I thought the first season was pretty much the story of the film. I thought so, too, out. until I saw a trailer for it. And no, it is completely different Oh, so from what I'm told. Wow. I've seen. Yeah. Okay, well, then there's that. But Colin Farrell, <laughs> Which I guess is good. You I, don't want to watch something you already know the ending to. I I sit there and I think of the uh, I think of the work of Colin Farrell and I think of movies like In Bruges or I think of this movie. Uh, I think of even Phone Booth. Like I oh, liked that yeah. film. I oh, thought that was a great. good flick. That is a good one. I, I like Joel Schumacher. I like way more of this guy's work than I dislike. Yeah. So I I sit there and I think why is it. Why does he get such a bad rap? It's because, from it's because is it the Channing Tatum effect where he was in so much? No, I think it's more than that. I think it's his off-screen persona. People kind of run the wrong way. He doesn't seem like a dude. Like, would you trust if Harper grew up? No, no. Nope. <laughs> and a guy like Colin Farrell nope. knocked on your door and nope. was like, "I'm here to take your daughter out. Nope. She needs to be managed." <laughs> okay, that's his character. She's putting off a scent. Dude. That's a character. Do you smell it, Joe? Oh my gosh, this is awful. Oh my gosh, she's in the other room. Please don't talk about that. So it's not me. I'm playing the part of Colin Farrell. This is what. Oh, he, are you? Do. <laughs> yeah. is, you recast yourself <laughs> as the, in the part of Colin Farrell. Spoiler alert: the part of Jerry, Jerry the vampire, <laughs> Jerry the vampire. <laughs> that's what doesn't he say that in the beginning? He's she, like, "What the fuck?" Like, okay, so. Charlie and Ed mm-hmm. uh, end up going through like Wait, a buddy of theirs' Ed? house. That's Christopher. Ed is Christopher Vinsplas, and yeah. Charlie is Anton Yelchin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so he ends up. Uh, Ed ends up convincing Charlie to come and help him check out a house mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the whole time he's like, "Dude, we were fucking friends at one point." It's their he's friend is like Andrew or something. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, "I don't think you understand. Andrew's fucking missing. Right. There's the you three need of to them. Come help me." Uh, and so he goes and he helps him, and he—I mean, immediately—and that's probably one of my problems with this movie mm-hmm. is that immediately this Ed character is like, "Yeah, that guy who moved in next to you, fucking vampire!" Like, straight, straight up, fucking brings that out. And I'm like, I'm like "What? What are we? Maybe we're jumping a little too quickly into this." <laughs> but did you did you not think that no, that was I didn't a little? Think so. Again, this is what I'm saying. The movie doesn't 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 waste any time getting but, into it. I mean, there's a difference between not wasting time and having a fucking psychic character. Well, Joe, how... no, no, not psychic because we go back, we find out that oh, he has all this that's evidence. Right, that's that right. Him I and his buddy that. Andy, who who and we can been only collecting the evidence. Yeah, they've been on videotaping him at night, so I... they have that footage of him. Uh, like rolling his uh, garage or his uh, <laughs> yeah, trash can the, the, uh, out yeah. to the curb, and it's just rolling itself in the camera. It's like, oh, you're fucking busted. <laughs> so they have all that evidence. So they, they've been, he's been collecting this. He knows that he's already a vampire by the uh-huh. time that he convinces uh, Charlie to, to come ch- check on his friend. Charlie bit me. <laughs> every time, every time. So, okay, so he has that evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're checking out this house, and uh, I guess Anton Yeltsin just like ends up leaving Ed there. And Ed ends up yeah. falling victim yeah. to the vampiric yeah. uh, entities. He, that be- he, he thinks he knows uh, everything about it. He's got the cross. He's in the pool uh-huh. and everything. He thinks he knows. He's inside the house and he's like, you can't come in. I'm not inviting you in because that's that whole thing. But it's not his house. It's not his house. And that's so he can right. just walk right in. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, so Anton Yelchin ends up leaving Ed. Ed falls prey to the vampire. Yep. Um, and we start getting this, we start I know right we start getting the the rest of the story about like you know Jerry and he seems to be kind of handy and you get to see and the thing is they didn't do it too much 
Uh, and I think maybe that was good, mm-hmm. but like you could kind of see where he's like throwing his glamour on people. Like, oh yeah, kind of convincing, being very he's very he's charming. His charisma, mm-hmm. you know, he he just kind of charms everybody. Tony Collette's all yeah, dropping panties. But but what's cool is you know eventually Charlie uh, sneaks into his house. Mm-hmm. And 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 Jerry knows this, but but Charlie sneaks into his home after he he sees a couple like some weird shit go down. Well, next he door. sees he's so he has a date. That's the that's the time where uh, where um where, Colin right, comes to ask him for right the beer after the beers. Yeah, and Charlie walks upstairs and fucking Amy's just there in his bedroom. Like I know. Did she, that ever happen for you in high school? Where you were just or like a super hot blonde is just on my bed flipping through a magazine that, like, waiting for me to fuck her? No, your Joe, parents that never just happened. Would let your high school girlfriend like just hang out in your bedroom? But it's Tony Collette. She's the cool mom. She's the cool Remember? mom. She's not going to do what her mom did to her. That's right. She's she doesn't mind be being a grandmother at fucking oh, at 27. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think they're trying to play her a little bit younger, like a young mom. Yeah. That's the weird thing about Tony Early Collette, 40s. though. I think she's I think she's a very handsome woman. <laughs> what are we, in the 1800s? <laughs> I think she's a very handsome woman. She's but got birthing she's hips. Definitely, she's definitely... Uh, <laughs> it's hard to... to it's hard to hide her age. Like she's definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's up there. Yeah, she, she looks she's like she's a she great-looking woman, but the teenage mother or the mother of a teenage boy. No, yeah. you think so? Uh, well, I don't know. It's just, the way that she's she's played. Like she plays her like it's a mom that's still really young, like uh, in her in her early thirties, right. late twenties, early thirties. She had this kid young or whatever, but. She doesn't match it physically. Like wow. She doesn't look that. I'm sorry. I Joe of the editing bay says Tony Collette too old to act. <laughs> oh, I did not say that. That is time not what to I retire. Said. Uh, okay, so like every actor in this movie, mm-hmm. Sarah pointed out, is British. Like everyone. Well, there's, Colin there's, Farrell, except for Christopher Mintz Plassey. Who is Anton Yelchin? Oh wait, no, he's American. That's right. We found that out. We Was found, he? He's he's American born. But who? Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots is, is that is English? Is, yeah. Is she really? Yeah, she was in her first movie. Was twenty eight weeks later. Oh, in, oh, that's right. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And it's not like Danny Boyle likes to work with American people. <laughs> oh my god he doesn't does he no he works with Brits he works with Brits you're right idiots. the whole fucking Steve Jobs movie was all it yeah. was uh, yeah. Michael Fassbender and what's her name uh-huh. uh huh Holly Hunter Kate no <laughs> <laughs> she's neither a Kate Brit Winslet. nor in that movie yes thank Kate you Winslet. Kate Winslet that's right I didn't, even, I didn't even pick up on that yeah Man, she's she's gorgeous. Kate Winslet? No, um, a, a fine wine. <laughs> I think she's. I think she, man, Kate I thought Winslet? she was cute back back in the Titanic days. I respect and her. Since then, I think she's just gotten more and more beautiful. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with that. Kind of like Kate Blanchett. I respect her. Oh yeah, yeah, and Helen Mirren. You, you. Say I know. That you, I know. You don't feel time. the Helen Mirren thing. I'm not getting it. There's I, a certain point. What where you need to do is go you back. Pour, you need to go back and watch Excalibur. You need to pour that wine out when she <laughs> and go to the store and get you some Imogen Boots. Imogen Boots. <laughs> that, that name though. Wouldn't you change that name? 1993. Vintage Boots. Boots. <laughs> it's like the sound that like a fart. Yep. Like Boots. We're the first people that have. What did you do? Said that I pooted. Boots. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's pushing Boots. She's famous despite. Her last name. Yes. No, but she's great in this. She's actually. a good and she's a good actress. But no, she's really good. The, uh, Joel, I think everybody does a fantastic job in this movie. I'm really like, impressed. Even I, we, we got Dave Franco, who we haven't even really talked about. Dave Franco was really good. Yeah, playing the uh, just the the jock, the jock, the dick the, jock, the, the jerk off mm-hmm. jock, who's like, man, how the fuck you pull some ass like that, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's still giving him shit for hanging out with <laughs> with McLovin. Yes. Um. Yeah, no, so uh, we've from that point on, 
you know, Anton Yelchin, he sees some shit go down. Mm-hmm. He, after sees- he goes upstairs with the, with his girlfriend. He sees some shit go down next door. Uh, and she leaves. She's like, if you're not interested in this, then I'm, I'm like, what, what, why, why? And this is one of those movie things where it's like, if you guys could just like talk. But we even have that where he's like, guys, well, he's a vampire. And everyone's yeah, like, get the fuck out of here. That's the thing. Which it's is like a natural reaction. Him. Yeah. You know, and, and I like that for the most part that like, uh, what the fuck? But I did like that his mom still like took his side when Jerry came right, to the door. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to get the authorities if you don't open it. And she's like, get the authorities. Call the police. Like, I like that she stuck up for her son. Mm-hmm. And then immediately their house got exploded. Wow, what a that is not the first time he has done that. Clearly. No. no. He had his He's technique definitely done that. He, he knew, like as he was at the door, he's like, Okay, plan A, I knock on the door. Plan B, <laughs> yep. pull the gas line out of the backyard. And then what did he have that he was so so he okay, so so Colin Farrell, uh-huh. they're they're inside the house. They're not gonna invite them. The call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> they're not gonna invite him in. Uh, so he goes back and he gets uh, a shovel and what, like a lighter or something? Yeah. Goes into the backyard, starts Digging like crazy, all dirt coming up in the backyard. And they're like, "What the fuck is he doing?" He reaches down, grabs the gas line, gives it a yank. We cut to inside the house. We see the the gas line get pulled from the oven, pulled from the the hot water heater, and then takes Colin Farrell still in the backyard. Takes one half of it uh, and and lights it on fire. And the whole <laughs> the whole interior of the house just. Well, at least those rooms kind of go well, up in flames, and they do the it, most of it explodes. Yeah, yeah, except for the parts that they're in conveniently, but they do that <laughs> slow mo with the CG fire in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, he uh, he 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 had not that was that was not his first time at the rodeo. It was, it wasn't his, no, not it wasn't the first house he's had to blow up. He's de- <laughs> I'll blow up houses. That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, no, so he blows up the house just to get them to come out because yeah. Anton Yeltsin's like he can't come in unless we invite him in. He can't come into the house, and so yeah, I like that they they had a workaround on yeah. that. He even has a line like you know I don't need to be invited if the house doesn't exist. If the house doesn't like exist There's exactly. No house. Uh, and so so that leads to this weird car chase. Uh, and oh my god, yeah. Which I I'll- I kind of like. I love that it was done like the only movie I can really compare this to is like Children of Men. If you've ever seen yes. that movie, there's there's a scene like that in there. There's also a scene in um, War of the Worlds, um, oh, Steven yeah, Spielberg's yeah, yeah. War of the Worlds, where it's all shot from inside the car. The camera is inside the car. It's inside the car, and they're doing kind of like a slow 360. It's obviously on green screen. I'm not sure what time these other well, Children of Men. That was that's probably about the same time, wasn't it? 2010, 2011. I, I think Children so, of Men was a little bit earlier. I think it was like a 2008, okay. 2007, 2008 movie. So this movie is probably ripping that off then, right? Oh, probably, that, probably. <laughs> but still, it's very well done. It's it's technically well done. Of course, it's all at night, so it's a little easier to get away from that stuff. Um, but you're seeing, yeah, it's just doing a 360 as uh, Colin Farrell is is chasing them down, and then throws his motorcycle, which has been uh, <laughs> yes. trashed. At the back of the car, it almost goes. That was another one of those three D moments that they were doing for the uh, for the kids in the audience. Uh, and then at a certain point, uh, he he's 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 pulled an Indiana Jones where he's latched himself onto the bottom of the car. Oh my god! And then they, like lifts it up. They've tried to run him over, and he's uh, he's hung onto the bottom. Well, when he and, starts uh, to like vamp out, yeah. I, and, and it wasn't until that point that I realized, oh, they're going to go full vamp in this. Uh, and never, never go full vamp, by the no. way. Never go full vamp. <laughs> He goes full vamp, uh, like transforms and everything. And I, I, again, was impressed with the effects that they're doing on his face. He's got one of these huge Joker mouths. Uh-huh. Um, and as he's getting beat up, he gets a stake through the heart. Not quite through the heart. Um, but stake j- through the heart. <laughs> and, and you're to blame. And Anton's to blame. <laughs> he gives love. I'm eating. Him. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> it's all right. Go for it. It's uh, it's what is it? It's uh, it's dinner time. Is yeah. what it is. It's eight fifteen. Munch it, away. It's business time. That pizza looks delicious too. Well, there's a piece for you too. Oh, uh, you know, you know what? I'm gonna respect our listeners and not eat while uh-huh. I'm on the mic. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Holy bullshit! That's not. Uh huh. <laughs> you smack so, away. So um, so Charlie's mom ends up in like in the hospital, yeah. right? And then uh, he and Imogene Poots, well, Charlie's already gone to visit Peter Vincent. Right. When he's convinced that this guy, oh my God, this guy is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, this scene takes place before he comes back home and is like, dude, this guy's a vampire. Right. He goes to see the this, you know, Chris Angel, David Blaine style guy played <laughs> by David Tennant, who's uh, who's uh, Peter Vincent. He's got the he, leather pants on. Yes, and he's got like this long hair. Turns out it's like a wig and shit. Yep. But he's got like a vampire magic show he does in Vegas. And so uh, Charlie goes to see him, and like this dude's—he basically laughs him off, and he's like, "Fuck you, you know this isn't for it's real. It's just a show. It's just a show." Only to find out mm-hmm. that like this actually came from like a real place yeah. for Peter Vincent. He had like a repressed memory of uh, his his parents being taken out by vampires as a child, and we learn later it was the exact same one. It was Colin Farrell because mm-hmm. he even makes mention of uh, what you uh, you smell like your dad smelled like or something like that. You got your mother's eyes. Yes, and your bang, father's and scent. your father's aim. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, as he's trying to shoot him. But uh, some much needed comic relief in this movie. It's really, by it's David really fun. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the relationship between him and his assistant yes. chick, who's this like contentious, no nonsense Puerto Rican mm-hmm. kind of uh, Daisy. Not Daisy Fuentes. Who am I thinking? Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. Thank you. Kind of feeling going on, uh-huh. uh, and they're just constantly telling each other "fuck off." She's always flipping him off, and. Uh, Get their, uh, but they love each they're other. They're madly in love. They're madly in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, it's a shame. So uh, Charlie and and uh, and Amy, after the the car accident, they go see uh, they go see Peter Vincent again. They're like, "Hey man, shit's going down. You've got to help us out." He's like, "Nope, nope, can't do it." Da, da, da. Leaves them to their own devices, but then ends up you know showing up and helping Charlie. Well, but, yeah, because, well, because Ed shows up. Fucking McLovin shows Mc, up. McLovin shows up. And of course he would, because he was the, he was following what's his name, Vincent Price, uh, Vincent <laughs> Peter Vincent, <laughs> Peter Vincent. There you go. Um, and, and he knew that he knew everything about vampires, and so that that's where Charlie would have went. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, Joe, but this is probably the highlight for me of the film: watching McLovin as the undead, as a vampire. Uh, and just battling Anton Yelchin. I love his soliloquies and shit, like, as he comes in. <laughs> yes. And he just starts monologuing like a villain. <laughs> uh, it's really fun. He, he, You could tell that this kid is having such a fucking good time playing this role. Yeah. But while this is going on, Jerry's showing up as well. Mm-hmm. And there's this really cool shot, this really cool move that they do where, like, there's a security guard hanging out behind yeah. the monitor. And Jerry walks over to the elevator, and the security guard's like, you gotta sign in. You gotta sign in. He walks over to get Colin Farrell. And then, like, it starts to pan down to the security camera, uh-huh. and you see, like, Colin Farrell grab the guy and, like, you know, break his neck, and in the, the dude falls. Mm-hmm. But in the camera, you just see the dude's neck break, and he falls with no one else there. And then blood starts spurting out of his neck. Yes. Yeah, it was really nicely done. It was so good. I'd totally forgotten about the whole, va- all the rules of vampires, and the garlic, and the... They and even the, kind of no play off it a little bit. no cameras. They play off it a little bit with... Um, the, the silver bullets, so Imogen Poots, they're being chased around uh, 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 Peter Vincent's um, kind of museum, because he's an he's a avid collector, he has all these ancient things, and that's how he kind of pieces it together, uh, and she breaks some glass at one point, gets a revolver out, and it's got the silver bullets, and she's loading it, and just fucking unloads on him. And he's like, well, I can't remember what he says, but it's something like, and that, that, those, are, those are werewolves. And those are, that's for werewolves? That's for werewolves. Yeah. Uh, and so they take Imogene Poots back to, <laughs> back to the lair, <laughs> And Charlie and, and Peter Vincent 
mm-hmm. have to go and like and and they suit up and they go to save everybody. I was so I was shocked when Colin Farrell gets gets the girl. Mm-hmm. Like just they're in like a rave. There's a crowded party and they're trying to get away from them. And Colin Farrell catches up. They get separated because of this moshing going on. Mm-hmm. Kids still do that, right? Kids might mosh. Pit. They might mosh Some a moshing. little bit. Little Maybe moshing. not in Vegas. They have the capacity to mosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Colin Farrell gets him Imogen, Imogene, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a it's this really well played out suspenseful scene. There's a there's a lot of good. There's a lot of slow burns in yeah, this film, are. Joe. Yeah, there are. Which I think kind of elevates it from just like a schlocky. Uh, suspense thriller to uh, to something that's like actually intense, and they do is they have some great sound design. Uh, I- I'm getting away from myself, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, he fucking bites her. He gets her on the neck. He gets. He her. turns her, mm-hmm. and I was like, no way! I did not expect them. Not to do only that. her, but like half the fucking neighborhood. Yeah, well, yeah. That we, we find, find out, out earlier. Dave Franco comes back as a vampire at some mm-hmm. point because he's he's taking his friends down, and uh, we obviously we already saw McLovin. Yeah. Uh, who else? He's got like a whole he's army a whole that he's slew building of down in that basement underneath his house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, however, I do think it's a little bit of a cop out, don't you? What that like everybody's out there, or that that, that, that okay, miraculously so we get, our, we get our cake and eat it too. That exactly. he like turns her, but they're not completely turned yet until they feed. Beca- no, well, it's is it's, that what that is? No, it was a uh, um, uh, Peter Vincent. He has a a, a special wooden stake uh-huh. that he got from from his his museum. And so, if you kill the alpha, you, yeah, then everybody that he's turned it will undo uh-huh. them. And I'm like, I don't know that, that for. For a film that's playing so much into the vampire lore and sticking to the rules, I've never heard that one before. Right. That seems well, like no, a that bit was in of Lost a Boys. stretch. That was in Lost Boys, though. Yeah? Where it was like, if you kill the, the, alpha, you kill the alpha, everybody, everybody comes else, back. everybody dies. Oh, well, no, everybody yeah, comes back. Because remember, Jamie, Jamie Gertz, Gertz and the little, and the little boy. They become human again oh, after they kill. Right. Yeah. All right. So I guess there's some precedent. And Jason set. Patrick was a vampire. No, that's right. It just seems all too convenient. But <laughs> this is a for, for a rated R movie. It's still kind of aimed at teenagers, right? Yeah. Teenagers, young it really adults. Is. It's a, it is it's a teenage. You know, it's, it's the kind of movie that right. your 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 parents would sign in and, and like have you go see it, or it's something that you know young adults they get together and go see this movie, throw some popcorn at the screen, have a good time. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what I have with this movie. I had a great time. How does it look in 3D? It, it's it's tough. The 3D TV <laughs> thing is kind of a tough deal because yeah. a 3D TV mm-hmm. needs to have, and I don't think they've ever done this, but you need to really have like a matte finish on a 3D TV. It can't be the glossy. It can't be glossy. And that's mm. like every TV is glossy. Well, yeah, because it in- increases the contrast and makes yeah. the blacks blacker and the whites whiter. And that's the problem when you try to watch a 3D movie, though. Mm-hmm. You're getting so much reflection. Glare. Uh, and that's kind of the hard part. And also getting the, the right angle for the TV. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there and you're looking up watching a 3D movie. Yeah. And you've got to have like a TV that's on kind of a hinged you know, oh, uh, right. uh, arm or something that you can move. Also, and we've even got that. And it's still really tough to And there's like a sweet the spot, right? Like yeah. there's one person who's going to be sitting directly in front of and that TV. And seeing, seeing it perfect. The premium experience. If you're, if you're sitting too far to you're the side, fucked. you're kind of fucked. Have yeah. you seen those uh, monitors that they have now? What do they call them? Lenticular 3D monitors where you don't need glasses? No. Yeah, man. I've, that's uh, cool. We're doing a little bit of, well, I've said too much, but uh, I've, I've but seen some enough. up close. I've seen some up close, and That's uh, cool. it's kind of come a long way, but it, it's a like, it's a bigger version of the 3DS screen, uh-huh. basically. And that's cool. What, what's cool about the 3DS screen is that you've got, like, basically two screens in there, uh, and you can adjust how far they are from one another, right. and that's what's creating that 3D But again, effect. it's kind of a single-serving type of experience. Uh-huh. Like, uh, yeah, you can't ra- get, like, eight people around a little 3DS. No, yeah, unless they're stacked. 
I know, right? On top of each other. <laughs> the three DSs or the people? Uh, either or. <laughs> a little from column A, a little when from column B. Stacked. I think of like whenever you went up a level in Donkey Kong, and there's oh, like yeah. another Donkey Kong standing on top of the Donkey. Sorry, I'll just do like video game sounds. Okay, I was closing my eyes and playing in my head. <laughs> you were playing with your head? That's gross. In your head. Uh, so Peter Vincent and Charlie, mm. uh, they, they end up, you know, it, getting into into the uh, the lair of Jerry the Vampire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jerry, and so they're Jerry. down in the basement and they're starting to get like attacked by a whole bunch of fucking vampires. Mm, and coming stuff. out of the walls. Colin Farrell's just kind of hanging out there waiting for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's teased Charlie with like, yep, I've got your girl. You know, she's a vampire oh, now. Oh, she's turned. And, uh, and something, something happens where... And I don't, I don't remember. Like I kind of, I kind of glossed over this at the end. Mm-hmm. Peter sets Charlie on fire. That's right, because it was all part of Vincent's plan. So he goes in. Charlie goes in there, suited up, mm-hmm. like he fucking. Uh, he's, he's got his. He's got but the Peter is suit on. And no, I, no. I didn't even question this. I didn't really even think about Peter it. Peter wasn't expecting it because earlier in the movie, Charlie goes to Peter and says, "What? What should I do? How do you kill a vampire?" And he's yeah. like, oh, I don't know, "Set him on fire." And that's not going to kill him, but that'll at least distract him. It'll hurt. Yeah. Um, and so that comes into play later. So that's what he does. He uh, he sets him on fire, and then while he's uh, distracted and burning, uh, takes that stake right through his yeah. Eye. Well, Charlie runs at at Jerry, and he's like wrestling with him while he's on fire. They're like shit. flying. Like, yeah. He's knocking them up into the ceiling. That's Shafts right. of light are coming through and disintegrating uh, some of the other you vampires. You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there are yeah, there's light, <laughs> lights breaking through, and uh, and they end up like getting Jerry in the light, and his his heart gets exposed, and that's when Peter gives mm-hmm. Charlie the stake, and mm-hmm. and you know one two three, bam. <laughs> I don't know what I wanted to say at the it's end nice of that. And, nice and clean, nice and per- perfect, and and what a perfect asshole. What a perfect asshole. <laughs> uh, and everybody so, wins. So yeah, in in a nutshell, that's uh, that's Fright Night. Uh, and and like I said, I thought the performances on this movie were fucking great. And yeah, it was better than it had to be. Uh huh. And the cast was uh, was at a level that you don't normally see in this type of film. Yeah, uh, I thought that the uh, the Anton Yelchin role, the Charlie role, I thought that he he performed wonderfully. You know, he made the character sympathetic. Yeah. But at the same time, like you kind of felt for some of the other characters that interacted it's... with him. Like you felt for Ed. I I feel bad that Ed came to such a bad end. Like I, I felt like he was the one that was wronged the most. Of like, course, because he's the one who saw it from the beginning. He yeah. had collected the evidence. He'd done all the legwork. He found Vincent Price. Damn it. <laughs> I am Egghead from Batman. Um, and then, yeah, doesn't even get a chance to get redeemed. Does it, gets de- does it get decapitated? What happens? Uh, oh, shit, I can't remember. Well, there's that one shot where he tries to chop his head off. Charlie does. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of comes unhinged, <laughs> yes. and he's on his side. Again, not, not too bad effects for... Uh, Unless there was something at the end of the credits of or whatever where we see Ed. Nope. I nope. stuck all the way through. I was hoping there would be. Good soundtrack, too, in this film, by the way. Nicely... Yeah. Nicely scored. No, it was it was great. It's it's great. It's it's so fun. The atmosphere, the production of it. Yeah. There's, and, I mean, there's a few things that are kind of laughable while you're watching the movie. You're like, okay, so we've got ourselves a vampire that's got a Lowe's card. <laughs> he's got a Home Depot card. Like yeah. he's he's very handy. Like mm-hmm. he's got his little dumpster in the front. Yeah, he's got doing, an F one fifty. He's doing all his like his, his stuff in the in the basement, and he's and and I kind of felt like that was that was some of the stuff that I kind of felt was a little. A little redundant, for maybe for lack of a better word, that also. not only did he have hidden compartments upstairs in the house, but then he also had his hidden lair 
in the basement of the house. I, I felt like it was a little like okay. We need a sequence here. We can't well, throw him in the basement though because that's that's the crypt. That's where he sleeps and and stuff. But like okay, let's he goes upstairs and that's where he keeps the food. Yeah, that's where he keeps and the it, and it created for a room. really a really cool like production design. Like it was kind of neat that you know he goes upstairs and he finds the, oh the hidden door or whatever. Secret doors in his closet. Yeah, it's like it's just like a white. Um, hallway with like mm-hmm. three or four different doors and yeah. most of them are open but one of them is locked. And one line, there's somebody in there. There's a girl. Make and sure I gotta, dude, I gotta tell you, like when he gets that girl out of the house oh my god, and like they scene. walk out of the sun and she, that is a great shot. That was so neat after and unexpected. Such, I didn't no, expect No, of course it. not because it comes after this really tense scene where they're trying to sneak and Jerry's downstairs watching TV but he can smell them. Uh-huh. And, he uh, knows and you know while you're watching it you're like, oh, he totally knows they're there. He's gonna let them get away and I didn't even, th- I, so I was thinking like, why is he letting them get away What's his game plan? Because he knew there'd be no evidence. Yep. There's no evidence. So they walk outside and uh, hit a shaft of light and she just... Oh, my God. Like fucking um, Cloverfield. Yes. Like, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, I, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, um, she's yeah. in the interview. Help me out. I love her. Uh, uh, I can't, I, man, I can't remember wow. her name. It's not this Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Thank you. <laughs> That's the entire... That's it, folks. <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> The end. Uh, yeah, no. When that when that happened, like that's 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 cool. But you like, know what? Little cool sequences like that. Let me give you. I, I got to go back and give props to Anton Yelchin because, like you said, really good performances in here. And that's a role we, we were complaining about it last week. Where it's very it, it's hard to play like the straight guy uh-huh. without becoming boring. Boring. Yeah. Or like you're the you're the guy that we're supposed to relate to, but you're the person we relate to the least because you're the least interesting. There's nothing to really grasp onto. Yeah. But we're given enough with you know he's he's really into this chick and he's kind of out of his league uh-huh. and he's kind of forgetting his roots. So he's he's trying to fit in with the new crowd, but he, yeah. he's still. <laughs> McLovin keeps threatening him with this this <laughs> like video. Video. Where, from, uh, I like he's, he's like. like Squid Man. When when we used to get dressed up for our Farscape conventions and da da da. <laughs> That's right. Like I really loved it, and I kind of felt like that. Like the the director of this movie or the the writer of the remake yeah. is like processing some of their own shit. Like right, you know Definitely. that they grew, they grew up one of these nerds or oh, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And and I think again, like I said at the beginning, I think we all relate to it. We've all been both guys. We've all been yeah. that dude that's kind of like let go of the past, and you know maybe distanced ourselves from that friend that embarrassed us right and we've also probably all been that friend that has been the embarrassment left, to someone left else behind oh left yeah behind. i remember there was a buddy of mine from high school and he he got on the football team and that was the last we ever saw of him yeah <laughs> what you just described is like the plot to that movie lucas with yes Cor- with Courtney yes. <laughs> and uh uh what's the kid charlie sheen thank you yes yeah. the kid <laughs> well he was then <laughs> That was like Ferris Bueller's the, Day Off. The Charlie age Sheen. dispensary. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Age is funny, I guess. Oh. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have made that joke. Too soon. Uh, Cut that right. part out, Jeff. Cut so do you, do you have any any other, like, any notes about this? Those are the notes I have, man. It's just a, a I mean, shame. The, we... This podcast was mostly us talking about, like, my play, the video game museum, <laughs> and then we just basically gave a summary a of the A little bit movie. of Fright Night. No, uh-huh. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fairly solid film, man. I'm it glad is. I finally saw it. I'm sorry. I wish I would have seen it sooner. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, yeah, this isn't really the time of year to watch a film like this but it's kind of timeless anytime this this film has overtaken i think my favorite vampire film What's which that? was uh i think it was just called vampires with James oh Woods. john carpenter's vampires yes yes that that's, was one that's a good that flick was my favorite man. and now i think this one is really just because it hits all the beats that one was very specific and, and it was telling a, a variation of a vampire sure if you want a good vampire film that kind of hit it plays into all the stereotypes. It's got a little uh-huh. bit of everything. It, it, I, love it. I love Peter Vincent's little thing. He's like, oh, vampires. 
really big now. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it, it's so funny to see like that our generation, or at least this past generation, right? Like, there's been a fucking a, a Twilight movie, Vampires like, and Zombies, every two fucking years, mm-hmm. and the fact that like this movie probably came out when like the second Twilight movie had come out, right? Uh, and and when vampires were starting to hit again, but it was like, you know, we, we it was almost like that slap in the face of like that's not vampires, guys. This is right. this is vampires. This is a movie for people who do like real vampire stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's so fun. It's so fun. The di- and it's not like pandering with no. the dialogue where they try to make everyone so hip. It's not pandering like that. Uh, I do feel like sometimes Tony Collette's a little too with it. Uh, but other than that, like I, well, I, I love the hell out of this. You know film. what it does? It glosses over the moment where that frustrates all audiences when it's like the main character and the audience knows what the truth is, and it's the characters trying to convince other people. Like if you stretch that shit out too long, you're just like, okay, when are they going to believe him? When? Are, like, what is it? When is enough enough? In in any other typical movie like this, they would have that moment where Colin Farrell comes to the door and he's like, hey, your your son's been harassing me. Right. You need. He to open starts the door. to do that. He's yelling and, at them through the door. And she's and she would in any other typical movie take his side. She would take the adult side mm-hmm. and be like, "Okay, you know, we're gonna we're we're gonna open the door." And like, yeah. I think that's what I, you know. Even watching this again, mm-hmm. it's what I was expecting, and I, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I love the fact that she takes his side. She doesn't even quite believe him yet. No, but she's gonna believe him for this split second just to buy him enough time to explain himself. I, and I even love and then like her house right, blows up. right after that. They run upstairs to look and see what Colin Farrell's doing, and she sees the garlic and sees Colin Farrell come walking around, and like Charlie gives her the the crucifix. She's like, "Oh my god, is this a joke? Did you convince Jerry to do this?" Like that's it's fun. It's mm-hmm. I think that's. Even though that's Hollywood, it still also feels a little bit more of a reaction that people would have. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. So if those are the notes that we've got for this, what did you think Fright Night did uh, right? I'm telling you, man, it is for a movie that comes straight out in the early scenes and tells you Colin Farrell's a vampire. You would think that well, there's not a lot of surprises left. Not, not No suspense, no unpredictability. It's still fairly unpredictable uh-huh. in, in the way that it tells the story. Yeah. Um, and it kind of gets right to it. But there's enough meat there uh, no <laughs> to uh, to satiate you uh, through an hour and 45 minutes. So um, good good suspense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on what you've said. Yeah. Uh, I think the way that they build suspense in this movie is really well done. Like, this is a movie that... Uh, like you said, even though you know what's going to happen, you know the plot, you know that he's the bad guy, like they take their time and they're slow burns. And I'm going to go back to that scene where Charlie's at the fridge and he's tr- he's getting a beer for him. And like that conversation like plays out and it's like, <sighs> that is really tense. Like, yes. and, it's, and the thing is, it starts to build mm-hmm. and build and build and Colin Farrell the whole time. He's just like imposing he's, and standing he's at like that fucking right in doorway. the door frame, making he's looking around, yes. he's looking for for weaknesses, uh, and, and and there's that moment where they look at each other and it's like he knows that, that he, he knows, knows and he and knows he, that he knows. exactly, yep. and that's fucking that's really well done. Like yeah. that's not the kind. It's not easy to do. Manage it's not easy women. to do between characters between actors. That's not easy, and it's also not easy for you to portray on camera. Mm-hmm. Like you have got to capture everything perfectly for that to read, and it reads wonderfully. Mm-hmm. They they did. I mean, who, whoever made and I, I should have done my homework on this, but whoever was behind this, the, whoever directed this and and put this up. thing together, like they definitely had a feel for the genre. They had a feel for what made suspenseful movies suspenseful, especially the classics in like the eighties, the you know, your, or even the seventies rather. Your your Exorcist and your original Fright Night, uh, your your Nightmare on Elm Street. The the things that really made suspense suspense like the thing John Carpenter's the mm-hmm. thing like they built on the suspense that was you know established back in those movies 
they obviously had a reverence for it, and they brought it out in this. Uh, director of this film, his name is Craig Gillespie, uh, or Gillespie. Uh, also the director of Lars and the Real Girl. Love that movie, too. A fan of yours. Love also, that. Uh, wow, f- talk about two completely different films. The Finest Hour, coming out in 2016? Uh-huh. Or has it already come I out? I think that already came out. Million Dollar that's Arm? That's the Chris, Chris Pine, and he's like a Coast Guard. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, and Million, Million Dollar Arm from uh, 2014 with um, um, uh, Mad Men. What's that's his name? That's right. That's right. Uh, John Hamm. Supposed to be good, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, a very so accomplished talented, director. Yeah, talented director there. Uh, what do you think Fright Night did wrong? Oh, man. Those 3D effects. I'm sorry. That's that's the one thing that, that takes the timelessness out of this film yeah. uh, and just kind of makes it seem schlocky. Uh, you could tell that they were forced to put all those 3D effects in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch it in 2D, it's fine, but you can still tell those moments that were, oh, I feel like I should be wearing the glasses right now that's totally not playing to me. Yeah. And it's a little distracting. takes me out of it. Just a tad, uh-huh. um, but uh, that's a minor complaint. Okay, a minor complaint. I guess a minor, small. <laughs> I guess what I think that this movie did wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was I would have liked to have seen instead of, and and I get it. You know, it's one way or the other, and I think this boils I'm down. I'm gonna get you, get you, get, get you, get you, get you one way. way. Uh, this is uh, more of a personal uh, preference, mm-hmm. but when. When Ed and Charlie are going through their buddy Andrew's house, and and. Ed's just fucking rattling off all of these things, like just immediately going into all this shit. Like shit that if you know and you've got evidence that some dude is killing people and he's a vampire, why are you sitting on it? And why yeah. are you like waiting and to tell your buddy? Exactly. Why until have you not inside. already sent all this shit out to mm-hmm. people? Uh, and that's something that bothers me. It bothers, but I get it at the same time. You know, it's part of building the movie. It's part of building the suspense, which they do right. They do that really right. But that's my nitpicky thing that I felt... It was it was a little too convenient for the story that he had all this information but was sitting on it yeah. until whenever. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I all right. thought about that. So if we were to remake oh. this Fright Night remake, uh, now, how would we do that, Joel? Oh, let's see. I got about eight here that I've redone. Uh, let me see. I even re, uh, recast Doris, who is the uh, the hooker who gets... I've got six. Who disintegrates. I just have six people. Okay. Did you do Dave Franco? Uh, I did not do Dave Franco. That's probably one of the ones then. Well, I'll start off with my Dave Franco then. He's the the jock, the new friend of Charlie, who um, is a little too cool for school. In fact, go through all yours because I've got a. You want to do that? Oh yeah, goodness! All, all right, well I'll do that. Well, Dave Franco, um, I, I changed uh, races here. I'm going to go with because uh, I was looking for kind of a snot nosed kid, a little brat, but somebody who's about that age now. I try to cast actual teenagers. By Will the way, Will Ferrell? Uh, no, <laughs> as but, Colin Ferrell, but the son of Will Smith, Chaden Smith. <gasps> uh, that's right. Uh, we'll play the Dave Franco role. Uh, I went with Doris. I don't know the actress's name, uh, but she is uh, she's the blood bag, basically, okay. that uh, Colin Farrell is keeping upstairs, that uh, Charlie's tries to save, and then uh, disintegrates her yeah. when he brings her outside. Uh, I'm going to cast that with uh, an actress named Lucy Hale. She is in a show called Pretty Little Liars. Uh-huh. Um, she's got, like, big doe eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she could, she could do Frightened well, I Love think. It. Uh, Christopher Mintz-Plass. Platts? Plass? Plassy. Platts. Plassy. Plassy. He's Ed. The character of Ed. There you go. Um, Which is where Evil Dead got their name from. Oh, really? Because Evil Ed. Oh, I didn't that's, think about that's that. That's actually what his character's name was in the original Fright Night. Huh. They named him Evil Ed. <laughs> and then there was a character in Evil Dead that's uh, like an homage to him. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I had no idea. Well, this is a film history right now we're all that's learning. Right. Uh, I went with an actor named Angus T. Jones. You may not recognize his name, but if you watched uh, Two and a Half Men, starring nice. the aforementioned Charlie Sheen, yeah. he's the little kid, the kid. who's all grown up now, uh-huh. and I can kind of see him. Uh, he, he, he has some, 
some background in comedy. That'd if you cool. consider that TV show, that'd be cool. A yeah. comedic show. Yeah, I, I uh, did. I did. Yeah, I guess it, for for the most part, it's tough. It's tough I, to recast. The writing Yeah, it is. The writing is what? The writing. Uh, I'm. T- I was going on show. like three and a half men. It's awful. It, the writing's pretty rough. Is it three and a half men. Two and a half. Two men. and a half. Men. Three and a half. Three's they company. add one. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Go ahead. I was about to say something awful. I'm not going to say it. Uh, Tony Collette, she's the mother. Um, I like Elizabeth Shue. I'm going to reach back to the <gasps> 80s. Shoe, shoe. And pull uh, Elizabeth Shue. You could do worse. Yes, you could. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move on to the top four then. She's like, are there any invisible men in this movie? <laughs> oh. Are there any sex crimes being committed? Check out our Hollow Man episode from last year. <laughs> starring uh, Elizabeth Shue. And Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and a CG monkey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Imogen Boots. <laughs> uh, I went with, uh, you You probably won't know her name, um, but she was. Uh, I know my name. <laughs> you probably recognize if you saw her. She's a cute little blonde girl. She's about the right age now. Her name is Peyton List. And if, you were, uh, if you've had to watch A Diary of a Wimpy Kid yet, have you? You're not in the. No, yeah. You're, she, no. Harper's way too young to be watching those types yeah, of movies. Yeah, she hasn't watched that yet. Oh, Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> Five years from now, you're going to be forced to watch a whole bunch of shitty programming. Man, I went through it before with my little sister, where Did I was really? forced to watch a whole bunch of stuff, and I ended up discovering a lot of things. Like that's actually when yeah. when Disney was having its like 2D animation renaissance. renaissance. She was a little kid and was watching those movies, and that's where I was like, "Whoa, fuck!" I was so pissed when totally going off on a tangent here. <laughs> tangent. I was so pissed. Draft House had Beauty and the Beast. I they know. Did and I, we fucking couldn't get into. We couldn't get tickets. Oh, was it sold yeah. out? It was sold. It was well. We couldn't get like decent seats, and then when I tried to get some seats, like they didn't have two together. Oh god! Yeah, it was. I mean, it went quick and it went yeah. super fast. Like almost as if they had put it in a smaller theater fast. Oh, they probably did. Yeah, because they got to save the big ones for X Men. How the uh, fuck are you not going to do Beauty and the Beast on your biggest house? Like, people are going to come to that fucking movie. Wasn't it like a matinee showing though? Too. Yeah, yeah. they were doing it for kids. You know, for kids. Dude, I need to see that movie. No, uh, but but okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Imogen Boots, Peyton List. Okay, so then uh, now we have David Tennant. Mm-hmm. He is the uh, the British Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent's the the vampire slayer, all on stage, uh, and I couldn't watch this without thinking of uh, Russell Brand because he's basically Russell Brand you wouldn't even really need to put him in a wig or makeup <laughs> no, or anything just like, let it be Russell just have Brand. him show up in whatever he's wearing that day it's going to be leather pants and a white t-shirt I'm sure uh, uh, v-neck that goes down to his navel uh, so Russell Brand is my David Tennant and then the top two we've got uh, listen here you've got vampires going sucky sucky <laughs> <laughs> it's not my problem I'm sorry that's my Russell Brand uh, my favorite, uh, what is it, um, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. When the, the guy's like, did you listen to my mixtape? He's like, well, I started to, and then I just went on living my life instead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that's, my, that's my British accent. That's, that's all you're going to get. Speaking of Brits, Colin Farrell uh-huh. as Jerry the Speaking Vampire. Of Brits, Scott. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh, he is, isn't he? He's Irish, actually. Yeah, whatever. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, Irish. Apologies to our European listeners, or, or, or UK listeners, I should say. Look. <laughs> Colin Farrell um, I went with uh, you may not know the actor by the name of uh, Ed Screen but maybe you know him better as uh, Ajax slash Francis oh, from, from the Deadpool. Deadpool movie how yeah. about him as a vampire that'd be pretty good he's man. so fucking scary yeah, in Deadpool I can only imagine I love, him. man I love that movie I do too it's so good uh, and then Shit. finally uh, Anton Yelchin rest in peace um, 
I'm going to go again, just keep trying to stay age appropriate. Uh, this kid is about uh, high school age now. In fact, you're, you're going to see him start popping up and things. He's real talent. We've talked about him before. I recast him as Anakin Skywalker a couple of years ago when we did our episode two. Uh, his name is Asa Butterfield. Asa. That kid's name. Wasn't he also Nightcrawler in X-Men? The, oh, the, the, the first the, class? The latest X-Men that just came out. Oh, I, I oh he, really? I thought he, he played Night, Nightcrawler. Gonna, I will IMDB him the while Nightcrawler. you tell me your recast, Joe, because that right. is mine. So my, my recast, I don't have quite as oh, many uh, people. All directed by Tim Burton, by the way. Ah, Oh, that's that's a pretty good director for oh, this. thank you. Um, I like that you didn't do any typical Tim Burton actors. <laughs> there was no, no, uh, no Sasha uh, Baron Cohen. Oh, there was yeah. no Johnny Depp. There Actually, was... Sasha Baron Cohen is my uh, uh, also ran for uh, the David Tennant character. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Should have gone with that. Fuck. All right, so here's what I'm going to do with mine. Okay. I'm already going to tell you my director. Okay. J.J. Abrams. All right. What's going to happen is J.J. Oh. Abrams is going to get the band together and go, guys, we're going to make a movie for Anton. Oh. You know, this is going to be a tribute. We're going to get everyone together, and like we're going to recast this movie. Nice. Uh, and so we're going to go with a Star Trek Into Darkness villain, Benedict oh. Cumberbatch, as Peter Vincent. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, that's fun. The character of Ed Played by Simon Pegg. Obviously not going to be completely age-appropriate here, but Simon Pegg playing the Ed character. Nice. Jerry the Vampire. Yeah. Played by Chris Pine. You know what? I, I saw a picture of him, and I was like, mm, has that guy ever played a bad guy before? Oh, yeah. He, he could be scary. Yeah. Uh, Good call. And he's apparently already worked with this director because he was in Finest Hour. Um, ah, that's right. Yeah. The the character of Charlie's mom, mm -hmm. played by Winona Ryder. Charlie's mom has got, got it going, going on. on. Now, which is going to be weird, Charlie's mom being played by Winona Ryder. Uh -huh. she Are you saying Winona? Win Winona Ryder. <laughs> I've Win never heard anybody put the accents okay. on the first syllable. All right. I'm so Winona. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, so then Amy, the character uh, of Amy, played by Alice Eve, who was yes, in Into Darkness. Gorgeous. <laughs> Here's the... Got to uh -oh. suspend some disbelief Stretching. here. Charlie, played by John Cho, <laughs> because he's kind of the youngest regular cast member. All right. Fair in, enough. In the, in the movies. But that's well, it. That. The cast of Star Trek uh, getting together to do a tribute to Anton. You know, you could also do Zachary Quinto as uh, Jerry I, the Vampire. I originally did Zachary Quinto as Jerry the Vampire. Yeah, too obvious. I like, yeah, I want to do Chris Pine instead. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So that's Good my recast. recast. Thank you. Good recast hey, to you. speaking of recast, before Cinema we wrap Verite. this up. Mariska <laughs> 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 Um Speaking of this, so I was thinking about now that... Now that Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That, there was nothing. Didn't even end in an A. So now that Anton has passed away, uh, surely they're 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 going to attempt to do another Star Trek movie, right? With this with this older cast, or do you think they're done with three? I kind of think three is going to bury this. You think so? Yeah, I think it might. A lot of people seem to be checked out on this new one, which comes out July 21st. I'm I'm uh, <laughs> wait, wait a plug. A lot of people think this movie that comes out July 21st is going to suck. So save your money. Uh, I. I I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my um, my money until I hear reviews. Right now, I'm gonna put it down. Like we're obviously we're going to see a thing at the end of the credits, like for Anton, right? Oh, yeah. are we gonna oh, see absolutely. something like that? Well, let's see. When does it come out? July, July 21st. 21st. I just said July 21st. You know, at this point, the prince may already be may have already run. But I, I mean, we we're talking about like remember when Avengers, the first Avengers came out? Mm -hmm. Like they didn't get the prince out to like the movie houses until like. Four days before the movie was supposed to be released. Well, you know that's true, and they did the same thing they with did Star the, Wars. They did too. the shawarma thing. Mm, yeah, I, I, what is it? Okay, so they have a month. You know what? I bet they have enough time. Yeah, it's whether they want because to it's recall. not like we're going to have like thirty-five millimeter prints. Uh, Everything's digital. You know what? That's true. That's true. 
Yeah, I, I bet we will then. Yeah, want to put money on that? I, I I'll put ten bucks on it that we'll see something like you a, think a they tribute, will. I'll a tribute say they to Anton Yelchin at the end of the new Star Trek movie. I'm going to say they won't. Okay, uh, I mean that, make make, that makes the bet exciting. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> Otherwise I'm say they will too. We'll call a book. We both bet. we both win two dollars, ten dollars. I'll that'd give be, you my ten dollar bill. You just hand it right back. The, but what we, we need to get twenty. Like we need to get a ten from somebody. No, no, we'll How just we'll just pass the same one back and forth. We're all winners. We all man, get a participation that, right? trophies. Passing somebody around. <laughs> no, uh, all right. So uh, if you well, hold on, hold on. I didn't even oh, say my I'm, thing. Okay, so Anton, okay, so here's I thought the we thing. settled it because I was done talking. If they do, it's usually how it works. <laughs> if they were to do a fourth movie, I was thinking, what would they do? Would they recast? Uh, no, somebody else's check. You don't. You don't. That's what I'm thinking. I think if there's going to be a fourth movie, you just have to. You have to. The first scene in the movie is they're at his funeral. Yeah, or you have to write Chekhov out of the movie. I think it's I think it's disrespectful. What do you have? Like his shuttle ran into him. Oh, like, oh <laughs> wow! Too <laughs> soon. A little oh. sh- shuttle recalls. A little guys. Recall oh my god. Um, uh, I don't yeah, make I think, light I think of it. it's that's, that's horrible. Uh, no, no, it's a, it's a freak accident. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, well, or here's the deal: like you've got that Fast and Furious movie, yeah, where at the end Paul Walker drives off. Like that's he right. Just fucking drives but that off. Movie he doesn't was die. In the he just fucking drives away. The movie was already in the can, though. That's okay. Well, this movie's already in the can. Do you think they do a reshoot? Oh, interesting. Do you oh, think they do oh, a fucking reshoot at the know, end of the Star do, Trek movie? Add another scene and put some lines in there about Chekhov's been uh, or, or do some uh, do some crow stuff. Like I from guarantee the 90s you where they, they take footage of him. We have the technology now, yeah, where we could, they could just rotoscope him out of whatever scenes he was in, some slow mos, him and waving some or something, where, like where Outtakes. he's flying off in a shuttle and it gets fucking blasted. Wow! And we just cut to a, <gasps> and then just kind of build the. Can we make that our bet? Because that's a least likely. That's that's fucking that's pretty fucking ballsy. That yeah. would be pretty fucking ballsy, wow. because at least like when Paul Walker died, they had like a a year before that movie came. Oh yeah, like, they've got a month. Yeah. I don't think they could do it no, that quickly. Do it. I don't. I don't. No. Yeah. I think the. But I don't know. Too soon. I don't that's, know. That's like, a great idea. It's though. amazing what you could do with computers these days. They would. I think they should. I would I would prefer that rather than either them trying to recast or just like or, writing or it like out of the a beginning movie. of the next movie where it's like you know shame you, what happened to Chekhov all, all huh? we all we see is the back of some you know actor's face and then oh, we never we, see we cut to a couple of like you know just stock shots oh, of Anton Yelchin yeah. and then he like gets I think killed. that would be too disrespectful I, don't, I, think, I don't think it would the be family too. would sign off on the on the rights I think that would be I think I think you just I think you, I think you move on kill the character off because it's it's or well, here's just, the thing like you just have we do we have our our our, our our replacement, you know, our no, pilot replacement. I, well, they've they've got a perfect excuse, which is this is already an alternate timeline. They've already uh-huh. set up that this is anything can happen in this one. We don't need to follow the history of the original Star Trek. But okay, but what I'm saying is that they've made other Star Trek movies where like other cast, like some cast members weren't there. They weren't part of the like entire film. They just talked about them. So they just kind of talked about them. They could do the same fucking thing with that and be like, uh, you know, it just. Uh, Ensign Ensign Chekhov has been reassigned to da 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 da. Oh yeah, who's his? Re- who do we have? Who's a re- you know? Do we have a replacement? And then like you know, fucking Screech from Saved by the Bell shows up, and he's he's the new <laughs> the new the new pilot. You know, like check on, <laughs> check on. <laughs> he's oh anti Chekhov. <laughs> oh my god, anti Yelchin. Yeah, <laughs> God bless you. Um. Anyway, so this that was, was just a th- random thought that, that I had. That's a weird fucking thought. <laughs> that's <is laughs> weird. But, we... but something like I mean, you've got to consider something like that. So yeah. I, t- I totally hear. Anything's on the table. Um, 
The pizza's on. You let that thing get cold, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that was for me. That's. For, I told you that's for you. I was like, go for it. That's yours. Uh, you know what? I will now. Yeah, now that we're it. at the end. So if this. you have any thoughts about uh, Fright Night or Anton Yelchin mm. or our recast, you can go ahead and let us know about it on Facebook. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you put in the search bar, the editing bay. That's going to bring up this, uh, you know, it'll probably bring up a couple of things, but you want to look for that picture of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Uh, that's us. That's where you could talk back to us and tell us your thoughts. Uh, also, if you have a movie that you'd like us to watch in the future uh, and talk about, because we're great about that. Sometimes we hit the list, but there's so <laughs> many like we, we're like, oh, I want to talk about this one. I want to talk about this one. And ultimately, it is our podcast. So <laughs> we, we get first right of refusal. Uh, wow, what a dick thing to say. So, uh, so yeah, no, you could talk back to us on there. And, uh, and we always love to hear from you guys what you think about whatever movie it is that we're talking about. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. I, I tried so hard to give you time to check. Hold on, let me pull this out. You can find Five pictures of us. You can find all of our past episodes. We have a link there to our episodes page. Pardon me. Um, we also have um, links to all our social networks there, Facebook and, and Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter. We still got our contest going where we're going to get to 100 Twitter followers. And whoever that 100th person is, you're going to win, uh, at the very least, a Winter Soldier poster That's supplied right. by myself. Hey, did you mail out the uh, the Sean Astin autograph picture <laughs> you to, know, funny to you should Levi? Ask, funny you should ask that. Um <laughs> uh, still, still coming, still in the making. I'm, I'm putting that together. I, uh, it, it's coming. Listen, I swear, it's L- on its way. Listener Levi, it's, it's coming. It'll, it'll any, any, any day now. So be on the lookout for that. Thanks for calling oh, me out on the air, Joe. Un- unless Joel gets pinned behind his car. Oh God. We have- <laughs> Eat up. <laughs> Eat up there, buddy. Editingbay.com, and our Twitter handle is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us uh, and spread the word about the little podcast that could. That's right. Uh, if you get us on your Apple device, you have a, you should have a little app there that's called Podcasts. Go ahead and click on that, and uh, in the search function, put in Next Wave Radio. Uh, actually, just put in the Editing Bay <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But if you do Next Wave Radio, it'll bring up all of the Next Wave Radio Network shows, uh, which is basically us right now but joel and i are going to start a video game podcast next. i am serious about that dude. i would love to do that i've been playing some old ones well i told you about the mega mans yeah the mega mans <laughs> what the fuck are you 50 <laughs> that's my dad you're playing the mega mans <laughs> you're playing the super marios listening to the smashing cantaloupes <laughs> uh go ahead and that'll, that'll put <laughs> Put Next Wave Radio in the search function. That'll bring up our other shows. Uh, but it brings us up as well. Go ahead and tap on the editing bay. Leave us a five-star rating and review if you won't mind. Uh, and just let us know what you like about the show. Let us know what you don't like about the show. But make sure that rating's five stars. Because yeah. we appreciate that. Um, and then when you're done with that, you can check out the other shows that we've got in our uh, in our catalog. Past episodes of My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam, oh, where they had talked about, you know, nerdy stuff. <laughs> I like how everything's in the past tense <laughs> and, now. And the most valuable podcast, MVP, with Matthew and Danny. Actually, I've been so far behind. Well, we talked about this before we started recording, like just how stressful and how fucking slammed I've been between work and the show and, and everything. Uh, but I do need to sit down and talk with those guys and find out how we can put together a schedule so we can start recording them again. Got the equipment right here. Um, yeah, so you could check those out. And uh, and if you don't have an Apple device, you can always, on your Android or whatever, uh, use the Podcast Addict or Podcast Republic apps and search the iTunes library that way. Uh, so, so many ways to take part and listen to the Editing Bay podcast. So what are we going to do next week? 
Um, we can go back to uh, our gross point blank as as promised. Is that what you want? I mean, it's your pick. It's not my pick. It's your pick. Listen, and and this... we, I think I told you after we turned off the mics last week that I kind of went Kaiser Soze on that <laughs> and was just kind of looking around the room and trying to figure out, oh, fuck, what are we going to watch next week? And I, I had that Blu-ray sitting on my shelf and was like, ah, but gross point blank. So... I'm not completely committed to that. Really? So it's your pick. Well, but, you know what? If you're, if you're going to give it back to me, uh, I, I, I will take this because okay. I, have, I have a laundry list of, uh, of films we got to get to. The last time I looked at my, my list, we're up to like 127. Nice. Uh, so In yeah. a row? <laughs> not, not the same. Um, and the next one on my list, uh, it's kind of a summer movie. I'm not uh-huh. sure if it came out in the summer, but it feels like a summer <laughs> movie. The Thing. This is what... <laughs> John Carpenter's The Thing. No, this is one of these films that uh, I think a lot of people like. It shows up on cable a lot, but there's certainly a lot to talk about. The kind Day the Clown Cried. Somewhat divisive. Some people love it. Some people tolerate it. Um, some people think... Um, not Chris Rock. What's his name? <laughs> Kevin Hart. No, who's from the... Uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Some people think Chris Tucker is the most annoying part of this film I actually find him kind of endearing oh, no. in The Fifth Elements starring Bruce Willis wow. and uh, last week's Mila Jovovich mi- from mi- Can't Hardly mi- Wait Mila Jovovich I've been holding this one in my pocket for a you while you have been and I think it's time we almost did this like yeah, a year and a half ago a we've almost times. done it yeah. and I've, it's actually a request I can't remember from who but whoever suggested it thank you uh, because now we are finally Joe if you you seem disappointed would you rather go back to Gross no, Point no, 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 no I'm not disappointed I think this is going to be good yeah, because it's been a while since about. I've seen this one lots to talk about I I since the I, I, I um, <laughs> I'm, I do want to I want to throw this out though okay. and this might get people pissed and Uh-oh. they might they might stop subscribing um, but stick with us because you know we'll talk about it next week but I'm going to say that I've seen this movie once okay wow didn't like it when I saw it. Joe, see, this is the d- divisiveness I'm talking yeah, about. I didn't, I didn't like it. I thought that it was, didn't um, like I thought it was it. a mess. I thought, I thought basically it was. <laughs> didn't like, didn't it. like it. <laughs> rocking, rocking, rocking and rolling. rolling. If you haven't seen the down bad, down to the beach I'm strolling. <laughs> the bad lip reading of the Star Seagulls. Wars. Poking <laughs> my, my head, head not funny. <laughs> Seagulls, watching now. now. <laughs> so fucking funny. Kind of uh, pitchy, dog. <laughs> Don't fall asleep. <laughs> um, we man. have to post that on the Facebook. Yeah, page we so do. You know what we're talking People about. will be like, "What the fuck just happened?" It'll all make. Did sense. they just have a stroke? Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> uh, no, uh, I just. You know how we've always talked about Baz Luhrmann movies. And how like the, the first, first ten minutes, first ten minutes are just fucking like chaotic and mm-hmm. so hard to like, just hard to stick with. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about this entire fucking movie. <laughs> yes, like I was like, uh, just fucking everybody stop for two seconds it and let's set things up. Sensory overload. But I do remember loving the fuck out of Gary Oldman. Oh my so, god, Gary Oldman's the best. All right, I'm gonna save all of my comments for next week. All right, save it for air. It'll be it'll be very exciting when we talk about the Fifth Element. All right, okay, guys, Fifth Element next week is that on any streaming sites? <laughs> probably not. The it's way that probably we probably running on some cable channel. Yeah, right now. Maybe like if you have HBO Go or something. TNT. Guys, search if you can. Uh, but either way, next week talking about the fifth element. Uh, Jeff, thank you for taking the time. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. <laughs> Joel, always a pleasure. <laughs> yes, guys, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.